we are opposing on this one. We shall see if my aged wisdom or if your youth, what will we call that? Intelligence. No, not intelligence. I don't... Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Fantasy Impact today. I have today with me a young man. I've been wanting to do basketball. I I saw this guy on Twitter, and I really liked the way he kept things positive in his post. I saw his, I don't even know what his Twitter handle is sometimes. Whenever I look at it, he's got this great page, though. It's, it's It's a great setup. Let me introduce to you this young man. His name is at Boone Gage on Twitter. We'll call him Gage on the show. How are you doing, Gage? I'm doing great, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Now, Gage, I, you know, I, we've we talked about this before. I'm a little bit older than you. You're a young man, of course, and I'm just I'm an OG now. You got to explain all this Twitter stuff to me. You you've got to. It's really sharp looking. Do I need to put like a rocking chair on my Twitter handle? Because you got fire, you got basketball, you got hundred on there. Well, how do you do all that stuff? Yeah, maybe anything that kind of relates to you that you think will uh, draw people into your page, make it unique. Maybe a rocking chair would be appropriate. Uh, hey, a rocking chair, a cup of coffee, and a newspaper. That would be awesome. Sounds perfect. <laughs> I'm going to put you in charge of that for me because I wouldn't even know where to begin on doing stuff like that. I could uh, probably Gage, handle it. Okay. Uh, you have a very a very deep love for basketball, it seems like. Where did all that start from? Um, it started just from playing it. I, I started playing it when I was in second, third grade. And back then I mainly loved baseball and I played both. And then in about middle school, sixth, seventh grade, I had to make the choice. I didn't have to make the choice, but I chose to make the choice to play basketball year round, uh, AAU, my school ball team. So I was playing basketball 10 out of 12 months of the year. Yeah, well, and when I talked to you on the phone, I said, all right, please help me understand what's going on in the world of basketball because it's so different nowadays. 2020 has been such a strange year. And I think for people my age, it's been hard to understand watching basketball like noon on a Monday afternoon. That's just, <laughs> it shouldn't be on right then. You know, that's that's very weird. It feels very different. We have we had the bubble, and everybody made it through the bubble, and the teams that made it inside, I guess now, of what we're calling the NBA Finals have been pretty exciting. The NBA Finals have been pretty exciting. Yeah, they've been very exciting. Um, there's been some surprises, and there's been some non-surprises, some of what we expected. But yeah, altogether, it's been a great way to, I think, watch basketball and especially coming from where we didn't even know if we were going to get a basketball season, we mm-hmm. thought that it might be canceled. So let me let me talk about one headline that I saw today that I think jumped off the NBA pages at me. Brett Brown has been fired, and that's because the Sixers, I believe, got swept in the NBA they, Finals. They did. You know, what, they got swept in the first round against the Celtics. What are your feelings on old Brett Brown? Well, I have I would say sort of an unpopular opinion uh, compared to most people. On Twitter, at least. I can't speak for all of the sports world. But uh, I don't think that Brett Brown was a horrible coach. I don't think that he was the right coach for this job. I think that moving off of him was the right decision as long as they can find somebody better to take his spot. I heard that they're looking at Jay Wright from Villanova. I heard that they're looking oh. at former Cavs coach Ty Lu. And there's a couple other names in there. But I think if they can bring in someone like that, that it was worth it, but I think that Philly's problems run deeper than just the head coach. Yeah, I, I watched a, a couple of minutes of one of the games. It's all I seem to have anymore of the NBA for me in the NBA world. 
and they can't shoot, man. They they couldn't shoot the ball. That's period. That's that's the <laughs> <saw>, problem. <laughs> I solved the problem real quick. I was able to identify that. I said they can't shoot. They have no shooters on the floor. So in twenty twenty, that's a big deal. You know, shooting is yeah. everything right now. So that's a big thing to miss. Well, and they got swept by Boston. Boston was pretty impressive. They're running into some injury issues, though, right? Yes. Gordon Hayward is out for, I believe, a month or more, about a month. And he's a main cog in their system. Who who stepped up for him whenever he went down over this past series? Well, really, the guys that you would expect, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they were the main two. Jason Tatum had probably his best playoff series ever, which is saying a lot because he's had even though this is only his third year, he's had some great playoff series already, and he was just amazing. I mean, he was hitting shots, he was rebounding, and then Jalen Brown was being a completely competent number two. I mean, he looked like a star. They both looked like stars. And they're going to end up facing Toronto in the second round. Toronto ended up sweeping the Nets, which didn't seem like a hard thing to do either. A lot of the uh, Brooklyn Nets, I believe, stayed at home. They opted out for the season or the rest of the season. So it's going to be a, a couple of fresh teams there with Toronto and Boston. Of course, like you said, Gordon Hayward is out for Boston. I could almost see Toronto. I'm not going to say sweeping this one because Boston, man, they can catch on fire pretty quick from the outside, and they got a lot of scores on their team. But Toronto should be able to handle them, shouldn't they? Uh, I did pick Toronto in seven games. I think that it's a series that can go down to the wire either way. If Gordon Hayward was here, I would probably lean towards Boston in seven. But given the certain circumstances, I got to go with Toronto. They've been playing great. I would say overall, out of every team in the bubble, you can make the argument that they've looked the best. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with Kyle Lowry's uh, leadership. You know, they lost a bunch of star power over the last couple of years with DeMar DeRozan leaving and also with Kawhi Leonard signing with the Clippers. Kyle Lowry has just been that steady Eddie for that team, and he's what makes that whole team go. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's that perfect point guard. I mean, if you could tell me that I was starting an NBA team and I'd have someone like Kyle Lowry, I would feel really good about the rest of the team. Mm, That's a a bold statement, my friend. All right. Over on the other side of that bracket, you had Miami sweeping, making easy work of the Indiana Pacers. I I missed a lot of that series as well. I didn't get a chance to watch Jimmy Butler and the TJ Warren square off in that one. But uh, I think Butler is having the last laugh there. Yeah, he is, and I think it's kind of expected, especially with Sabonis being out due to his injury. The Pacers, just they just underperformed. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're a good team, but Miami is just better. Uh, Miami has a bunch of weapons. I never expected all those people. I play a lot of DFS. I like playing DFS. I like putting quarters. You don't know anything about this gauge. You're too young to know about putting quarters in an arcade machine. Put, I like to put quarters in a DFS machine and just set the lineups. And Man, I never knew who was going to do it for Miami, but it ended up being like, what they call him, a hero? Is that Hero? Tyler Hero, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dun- man, Duncan he, he could shoot the ball. Yeah, Duncan, and they, they kind of were taking turns, it seemed like, this year of being who, uh, who could be the sharpshooter. Yeah, both of them guys. I mean, Miami has a very bright future, and they signed, um, I think it was Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, like both on like minimum deals, and they're two guys that you didn't really think would be that big of difference makers. And Kendrick Nunn, he's kind of digressed. But Duncan Robinson, I mean, here he is being a very important piece of a title contending team. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, and I think 
none kind of regressed a little bit, like you said, simply because you got Goran Dragic stepping up to the plate and, and just playing really well in the playoffs. Right. Goran Dragic is a very good veteran to have on your team. He's a good player. Looks like they are going to be facing in the second round the Milwaukee Bucks. They are uh, leading that series three games to one. I don't know how Orlando is going to be able to fight off Anka Patoko. Did I say that right? Antetokounmpo. You're close. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to be able to fight him off. There's just nobody in this league. Who's going to do that for Miami? Well, they actually have what a lot of people consider the Giannis stopper, and I say that with air quotes because I don't think there's such a thing as a Giannis stopper, but they have something pretty close to it in Bam Adebayo. Uh, He's one of the best defenders in the league. He was an all-star this year. He's in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. He's a guy that if you have him in the paint, a lot of players are going to second-guess about driving. He can guard guys out on the perimeter a little bit, not as well as like an Anthony Davis, but he can hold his own out there. I think that they're going to put him on Giannis, and I think that Jimmy Butler, also obviously one of the best defenders in the league, he's going to get his shots at Giannis as well. All right, so this is what I know about the Miami Heat. They have Pat Riley in that organization, okay? Yes. I I don't know. I'm sure you have been down a YouTube rabbit hole where you watch the old New York Knicks of the 90s, the the late 80s, the early 90s, and how physical of a team that was. I know today's NBA is not as physical as back then, but I think that that's how the Miami Heat will find an advantage over the Milwaukee Bucks, and that is being very physical with them. I don't think Giannis will. I don't think he. I don't think he likes that physical contact as much. I don't think Chris Middleton likes that physical contact as much. I know George Hill. If he sees physical contact, he starts running the other way. So I just. <laughs> I, I think the Miami Heat have more physicality than the Milwaukee Bucks and be able to win that series. Do you think the same thing, or how do you see that series shaking out? Well, Wes, you make a great point because physicality has been proven in the past, which is a small sample size with Giannis. He's only 25 years old, but that's kind of his kryptonite. I mean, last year you had the Raptors throwing Kawhi, Siakam, Ibaka, Gasol. That's four very, very physical guys getting thrown at you, and that's where Giannis struggled. I think he only averaged like 20 points a game, shot below 50% from the field. He just was not himself. And I think that Miami this year, has a slightly less version of that. Jimmy Butler is about on par with Kawhi defensively. He's a little bit worse. And then Bam Adebayo is, you know, he kind of fills that Siakam, Marcus Saul, Ibaka defensive role. So I think that the Milwaukee Bucks will win. I think that it will be a seven-game series, which is saying a lot because I think highly of the Bucks. So the fact that I even think the Heat can take them to seven games proves your point to be true. Could they beat them? Yes, but I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't pick it. We are opposing on this one. We shall see if my aged wisdom or if your youth, what would we call that? Intelligence. Uh, no, not <laughs> intelligence. I don't put that one down. Somebody will have to write that down and remember that, that you burned me on that one. <laughs> okay, gotcha. let's go Let's go over to the West and uh, look over here at this series because there's a lot of good series. There's, there's, I think all of these are highly contested right now except for one, so let's get this one out of the way. You got uh, you got the Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. Utah is winning that series three games to one right now. It doesn't look like Denver's just their their team chemistry doesn't look that good. Yeah, there's something going on in Denver. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that the Jazz are a little bit better than everybody thought. When we did our trial run through here, I told you 
that the Jazz are missing this guy and this guy and this guy, and mm-hmm. for that reason, Denver was going to win. Well, I was wrong. Denver could still come back and win, but at the end of the day, the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell specifically proved that he deserves respect. They deserve respect, and they're not a team that you want to mess with. And they're assuming that they make it to the second round. They're going to give the Clippers or Mavericks everything that they want. You know, what spoke volumes to me is watching Mike Conley come back inside the bubble after what he had a he had the birth of a child, right? Birth of his yeah, his child. Right? Yeah. And so he came back inside the bubble. And and to me, that tells me that they have some unfinished business and they think that they have a real good shot at winning the West. I don't know why they think that, but that's what they do believe. Otherwise, I think Mike Conley would have stayed at home, but he didn't abandon his teammates. That is a uh, that is something that can help a team gel and carry each other through to, to do better than they thought they originally could. That's that's something that I see about the Utah Jazz. Well, I think you make a great point there because, like you said, a lot of teams would have just taken that L and kind of wrapped it up and said, you know what, we're missing guys. Maybe next year we can do it. But they didn't. And Mike Conley specifically, he's had a rocky start to this year. I think a lot of right. people were looking at him to be like an all, almost all-star caliber player. He was not. I don't know what happened to him, but he really fell off. But these last two games... He had 26 points, 27 points, and he was shooting 8 for 13 from the field, 9 for 13 from the field. I remember checking the box score because I was was away from home. I wasn't able to catch this. This was not uh, game four. This was game three. And I saw Mike Conley was 6 for 6 from the three-point line. <laughs> the first game coming back. So something happened with him to where he's playing awesome, and now Donovan Mitchell isn't the only one they can rely on to score. He's got some help, and that right there is why – Denver can't contain both of them. One day you'll understand, Gage, when you have a child and you can't stop smiling. Uh, it, it just it does something to you. It changes the way you look at the world. I drove home uh, with the, my newborn baby in, in the back seat, of course, all buckled up and all those things. And my wife sitting next to me. And you drive home like five miles an hour on the interstate because you just want to you want to be safe. And both hands are on the wheel. You don't want any distractions. You're just trying to you're doing something different in life because now you've got a child. And I don't know that this is Mike Conley's first child. I don't know anything about that. But you play different after you have a different perspective in life after you have a child. And wait, wait until you're wait until you're married. Wait until you're ready to settle down, Gage. But (laughs) go (laughs) It's it's an awesome feeling, and uh, I I think I see some of that coming out in Mike Conley's game. If they win, they have to play either the L.A. Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks. Da- Can we just say one word right now? Luca was that, was that not fabulous? Whenever he made that shot, that oh my gosh, that was an amazing shot. I'm a bit of a Clippers hater, so I love <laughs> to see it go in. Now he, uh, whenever whenever he made that shot, did that, is that what the young kids would say? It broke Twitter. Did it break Twitter? It, it definitely broke Twitter. Yes. I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I saw it many times the highlights, and it was fun to watch. Whenever you see a game winning shot like that, what do you think is going to end up happening? Because that gives the Mavericks a big old shot in the arm. But man, I sure do not want to be on the opposite side of the court with a mad Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Well, this is one series to where. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to take the safe choice and assume that the Clippers, the team who's been the better team all season, the team with the better player, 
is going to pull through. But I can't say that definitively. Last game, Luka Doncic on a bum ankle without his second best player beat the Clippers at full strength. So there's no saying what this kid can do. I mean, I have no, I see no ceiling. Like he could just keep getting better. I don't see him getting worse. I think that the Clippers are nervous. I know I would be. And if it wasn't for Kristaps Porzingis getting ejected in game one, which was ridiculous, by the way, the Clippers could be down three to one right now to a seven seed. Is Patrick Beverly playing at all in this series? Uh, he played the first two games, I think, and then he didn't play game three. I, I don't know if he played last night. I don't, I don't remember seeing him. Um, they had Lander Shamat, uh starting and yesterday. Reggie Jackson played at the end in mm-hmm. his spot. I think Patrick Beverly can really be that game changer if his if he can get over his calf injury. Uh, that guy is just one of those scrappy guys that gets in your head. He's a, a smaller version of Dennis Rodman. Can we say that? Mm-hmm. Can I bring that back? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a that, good comparison, yeah. Let me remind everybody that they're listening to the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We're on the basketball podcast right now with at Boone Gage on Twitter. He's with me. And also you can find me on Twitter at Loafinit. You can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can also listen to all the past podcasts, everything we got going on. We got fantasy football right now. We got some uh, fantasy baseball podcasts that are out there. We've had a couple of basketball podcasts. You can find all that stuff over at Anchor FM. Just search for Fantasy Impact Today. If you have not yet, Uh, slap those stars on the iTunes app. Please do so. If you haven't subscribed to the show, I encourage you to do to subscribe to the show so that you can be able to find all the podcasts that we've had in the past and also get alerted to all the new ones we have coming up in the future. All right. So who are you going to pick between the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks to win this series? It's going to be hard for me to not pick the Clippers. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the safe pick here. I hope that I'm wrong. Luca, please prove me wrong, but I'm going to go with the Clippers. It will go down in, in NBA playoff history uh, in lure if Luca can pull this off because Kawhi is is just that guy who we see being unbeatable, unstoppable after winning championships with, what, two different teams? Two different teams. He's going for the third team. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one to watch the rest of the way. It must see TV. I'm going to say that one is must see TV. I'll have Up to th- agree with you. All right, so uh, we have going on right now, we have got the Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. And it looks like the Lakers are beating beating Portland by almost, oh, I don't know, 20 points or so. Right now it kind of keeps fluctuating. It's, yep. Basketball is fast. Basketball is one of those fast things. So I think the Lakers are going to go up 3-1 in this series. And, and I, if, if LeBron puts his mind to it, they'll end up winning four games to one because he's going to want to rest. He's going to want to rest a little bit. And Anthony Davis does not want to have to keep playing either if he does not have to. So if we put the Lakers advancing into the next round, do you think that that's going to happen? Yeah, I think that that's a safe bet. I don't want to get overconfident, but at this point, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it just doesn't look like Portland, once again, has enough firepower. When Carmelo Anthony is leading your team in the fourth quarter, hey, you got, it's not CJ, or if it's not Dame, you could be uh, experiencing a little bit of trouble. Right, and Melo, if this was prime Carmelo Anthony, then it'd be a different story. But yeah, you can't really bank on a 36-year-old Melo to be a 20-plus point-per-game scorer in a playoff series versus one of the best defensive teams in the league. Nah, but it was cool to see a Syracuse moment with Carmelo again. That was fun. That was fun. That was awesome. 
I was happy for him, even as a Lakers fan. So if the Lakers advance, which we both assume they will, they're going to either have to play Houston or Oklahoma City. And right now, Chris Paul is pulling all the tricks out of his bag. He's making those uh, those shots one-legged, you know, fading off to his right. I saw that one the other day. This is fun to watch, man. I, I root for those OGs like that. I'm an OG, Gage. I, I don't know if you know that about me. I'm an OG. I, out here in the basketball court that we have in our, in our driveway, all the kids come down here probably because my 13-year-old daughter has blonde hair and blue eyes. It'd be what I look like. <laughs> It'd be what I look like in a skirt. But I go out there with the young men, and I play a little bit of basketball with them. You know what they call me? Out of pure respect. What's that? Mr. Buckets is what they call Mr. me. Buckets. <laughs> that, it, so when I look at somebody like Chris Paul draining a three like that, I'm like, all right, there you go, Mr. Buckets. Who do you think has an advantage here in this series? Well, if you would have asked me that two games ago when the Rockets won both their games by double digits, I would have said the Rockets. Today, I still say the Rockets, but I'm not as sure about it. They've played every game far without Russell Westbrook, and at first it didn't look like they were going to need him. Now it's starting to look like they might want him to come back, which I don't know if that's going to be good for him to rush back, but you got to get by the series. And Chris Paul, I know he's on a mission. Dennis Schroeder, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, that guard mm-hmm. three has been unbelievable lately. And I don't think that OKC is going to go down easy. I'm looking for this series to end in seven games. Well, and that doesn't bode well for them if they have to play the Lakers for either side, to be honest with you, unless Russell Westbrook might be able to rest that entire time and somehow Houston can pull that off. This really looks like a a series of whoever has home court advantage, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking going into it was that, and obviously without any home court advantage, it's going to be a little different. So, but yeah, that's definitely one of those series where it could go either way. I was trying to pull a fast one on you. I was trying to see if you remembered that it was inside a bubble. I was pulling the old man tricks on you, Gage, is all I was trying it to al- do. It almost worked. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Too smart for that. Okay, so let's wrap the West side up. Are either one of those teams going to be trouble for the Lakers? Or are the Lakers just going to be going to advance to the conference finals? I think the Rockets can be a lot of trouble for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers will win that series because in the end, I don't think that the Rockets have anybody that can shut Anthony Davis down. I know P.J. Tucker at 6'5 is a really, really good post defender, especially for his height. But when it comes down to it, Anthony Davis, he's a top five player in the world. He's going to get his LeBron, playoff LeBron, he's going to get his I look for the Lakers to beat them in six, maybe seven games. But the Thunder, I don't think, stand a chance against the Lakers. I can see that uh, completely. I agree with you. I think the Lakers are in the conference final. Uh, But I don't know who they would end up playing. The Utah Jazz are just a surprise team to me. And they might have the best team chemistry between the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. uh, if If you throw Utah Jazz in that equation what do you think would happen there with whoever utah plays well i think that if utah faces dallas i think that utah will take that series i think that luke is a great player but i think that donovan mitchell will do his thing and i think that that team overall is more deep than the mavericks but if the clippers make it out of that series 
I just don't see how the Jazz are going to have anybody to guard Kawhi Leonard. I don't think they're going to have anybody to guard Paul George if he starts to, you know, maybe hit a couple shots and be useful. So overall, I think that if I were to rank the three teams on that side of the bracket, I would go Clippers, Jazz, Mavericks. Clippers, Jazz, Mavericks. Okay. All right. So, uh, boy, that would be a lot of, you know, if David Stern was still in charge of the league, there'd be no doubt in my mind that it would be Clippers versus Lakers in the conference finals. I don't know that that the behind the scenes work is going on anymore in the NBA. You know, I don't know. I think the referees <laughs> are maybe on the up and up nowadays. So I can't def- definitively say it'll be Clippers Lakers. But I know back in my NBA, there was no doubt what we would see in the conference finals. Yeah, it's funny because there was some, I guess you'd call them conspiracy theories on Twitter after Kristaps Porzingis was ejected that the NBA had to make sure that the Clippers were in the conference finals to face the Lakers. Oh, really? There were some conspiracy theories in the NBA. That's a that's a surprise. Who ended up with the number one draft pick? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. Nobody wants to play in Minnesota, though, do they? Mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell did, but not very many people know. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> It's very cold in Minnesota, especially in the wintertime. That is a treacherous area. Gage, you have been great. You you have a lot of basketball wisdom. This is our first podcast. It only gets better from here, my friend. So you have done a wonderful job, and I look forward to talking to you each week about the NBA. How can everybody get in touch with you on Twitter? So you can follow me on Twitter at Boone Gage. That's my last name followed by my first name. That's at B-O-O-N-E-G-A-G-E. And you can also follow me on Instagram at GageBoon underscore one or add me on Snapchat at GageBoon23. I'm posting about the NBA constantly on all those platforms. Snapchat? That's not one of those things where the where everybody gets to swipe left or right, is it? That would be Tinder that you're thinking of. You, no, what Snapchat you, is not a dating website. <laughs> you didn't give out a, twi- a Tinder handle. I'm glad you don't have one of those, young man. Yeah, don't have one of those. <laughs> Are you TikToking? Do you got, are you TikToking? I'm not TikToking. I'm not okay. on that trend. Okay. Well, anyway, you can find Gage on all those platforms. I am just on Twitter. You can find me, Wes Easley, at Loafinit. This has been the Fantasy Impact Today show on the Fantasy Impact Today network. So thank you so much for joining us. And I want to encourage everybody out there, if you have not done so yet, subscribe to the podcast. Hit those stars. Get, leave a review so we can know that you're listening to us out there. And thank you so much for doing all the things you've done to be able to support this podcast. But I want to encourage you more than anything else. The crew here at at Fantasy Impact today just want to ask you to go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.